We are on holy ground. Everywhere we walk, we are on holy ground. We are not on Mount Sinai. God is not appearing as no burning bush. God is right here before us, right within us. And everywhere we walk, he's walking with us. We are on holy ground. When it comes to God and how our father thinks regarding our perseverance, he's not looking at our tantrums. He's not looking at, you know, going back and forth without emotions. He's looking at how we're remaining. Just remain. Just remain with your yes. Just remain. Just remain on walking with me. Just remain. I see sometimes you get out of yourself. I know sometimes you may seem a little frustrated because you don't know what's going on all the time. But you do know you're walking with me. You do know you're talking with me. You do know you're walking a lifestyle I have for you that's coming to pass supernaturally to manifest naturally in this earth that you are currently living in. You trust me with your whole heart. I know it's not comfortable to do so because you can't see me naturally. I am a spirit a spirit, a spirit, and those who worship me must worship me in spirit, in spirit, in spirit, and in truth. I created you as a three-part being. I get it. I get it. And yet I am spirit. So your spirit man going to have to overrule your flesh, overrule your soul at all times. I'm not looking at you going back and forth. I'm not looking at the crying. I comfort you. I even released you and comfort her. I'm just looking at your endurance. I'm looking at you saying yes. I'm looking at your praise. I'm looking at your giving of thanks in spite of all that you go through. You know that I'm going through it with you. And that's why you're continuing to walk with me because you know what it is to walk alongside with me. Know what you benefit walking alongside with me. Receive me as I receive more of you. Thank you, Father. This portion of our process, before I go any further, let me first say this. We are all gifted to prophesy. We are all gifted with the gift of prophecy because in the word it says that it's a gift of the spirit. Now, there are those who are ordained specifically to be a messenger of God as a prophet. Now, we read about Nehemiah. We read about Ezekiel. We read about David, Jeremiah, Eliza, Elijah, Moses, and many others biblically. But God is still the same as he was for them today for us. 2023. And as a messenger of God, my gift is to perceive I can perceive very well, just like every other messenger of God. And I'm going to tell you why we're created to perceive so well. Because we're created to hear from God and perceive what God is saying due to that transformation taking place with us in God in order to release it effectively to all those who God is referring to in the message. God never, ever attends or ever created a prophet to hear and then say, no, they have to go through a process of receiving what God is saying and apply it and then release what they have applied to their own walks with God. For an example, Moses. Moses on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights in the presence of God going over 10 commandments. And Moses had to perceive those commandments very well before he released them to the children of God because Moses had broken several commandments and one of them were, thou should not kill. And he murdered a man, and we already aware of that. So we had to perceive those laws before he can release it for others to apply what God is saying to his children with instructions. So when Moses received those templates, two templates with Ten Commandments, he went down the mountain Sinai following Joshua, who was waiting for him the entire time. And when they got towards the children of God, he see his brother Aaron on one side. And looking with this look like, it's not my fault. Don't blame me. And Moses looked at the children of God who made a golden calf, worshiping and praising God. And Moses got so upset that he threw the templates down. 
and he broke a commandment that he just received in 40 days and 40 nights. Thou shalt honor the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, thy strength. And he dishonored by throwing the templates down. He allowed their behavior to get in the way of his relationship with God. In other words, how we say it today, letting people get under our skin. He kept letting the Israelites get under his skin. And that's why he was also able to just take them and not cross over where God had them to go in the promised land. Because he allowed them to get under his skin over and over again. Moses, speak to the rock. And look how easy that is to speak. No, instead he wanted to strike the rock and he stroked it. And God said, you were not entering. Because he allowed them to get under his skin once again. Hallelujah. He had to go back up there and get another set. And that's how God have it with us sometimes. Go back in my presence as you were before. Go back into that secret place. Go back into your quiet place. Go back into that area of worship. Go back into that area of giving of thanks. Go back into exercising your faith. Go back into being slow to speak and quicker to hear. Going back to containing a praise without containing a praise that cannot be contained. Go back. Go back. Until where you left off with me. Go back. And when we go back, it doesn't mean look back. So during this portion of the process, as we exiting out into a more higher portion of breakthrough, it's going to require some healing. And the healing is just pretty much saying, Father, I'm going to wait. Father, we're going to wait for you. We're going to wait because good things happen to those who wait. Father, I cannot make no sudden moves. I have to wait. If you don't tell me to, I cannot do. I cannot find other ways to bring it to me when you said wait. Father, if you say not to look, I cannot look. If you don't give me confirmation to take steps forward, I have to stay right where I am. It's too much good happening for me to think about anything selfishly. I have to wait. I have to wait. I have to know that my wait causes me to become more prosperous. I have to know that my weight is not just for me, but it blessed those around me. I have to know that my weight, it prepares a way that I've escaped that God has set before me every time that things come my way to try to cause me not to want to wait. I know I have to wait because my weight causes my praise to come up higher. I know I have to wait because my weight causes me to become more mature and not try to move prematurely. I know I have to wait because there's giving of thanks when I wait. There's such a praise on the rise on the inside. When I wait, because I trust in God much more. When I wait, I believe in God much more. When I wait, I exercise my faith much more. When I wait, it doesn't mean I cannot have. doesn't mean I'm not, you know, to have. It doesn't mean that I'm denied. It means I have to wait. 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 It means you have to wait. And God pulling things away and pulling people away as we wait. Because everybody has to go through a healing process. When we wait, we want to look and see things that God don't have us to see. We're going to see things that God never intended us to see in a way that it appeared to be. Because we are not allowing things to fall in place while we wait. We have to learn how to wait and be comfortable with the wait. We have to be assured with the wait. The wait has to be enough for us the wait has to be enough for us to want to continue to wait see when we move too quick without God tell us to move at all that means that the wait is not good enough I have to make another move in another type of way to see what's going on regarding me and my purpose of being here regarding anybody that God has connected to me but that's saying to God without us even being aware we're saying to God that your will and your plans and your purpose is not perfect like you say it is because God says my perfect plan and will so if I'm trying to look without God telling me to look that means that it's not what I want it to be so wait. Everybody goes through a healing process where we wait. We can't be ones to look around and not look within when we wait. We can't move too fast when we wait. We can't move at all when we wait. Our wait has to be enough. When God say wait, that's all we need to hear. Wait. 
He's not saying wait for us to not be able to hear or see anything good else happening. No, he gives us revelations when we wait. He gives us confirmation while we're waiting. He gives us new revelations and deposits from the kingdom while we're waiting. There's always a fresh revelation while we wait. He said the joy of the Lord is our strength. And good things happen to those who wait. And he renew our strength when we wait on the Lord. So he give us more strength that to be renewed to cause us to continue to wait. I'm going to give you some more of my strength so you can wait. I'm going to give you my strength so you can be okay to wait. I'm going to give you my strength because you know good things happen to those who do wait. Now wait. And you're waiting well when you keep waiting while we're waiting on God and not making any sudden moves. Not saying, what can I find out? Or who doing this? And who's acting like this? And what this appear to be outside of the spirituality side of it? No, wait. When we make sudden moves, it's like we're positioning ourselves back in the Garden of Eden, eating unforbidden fruit. God don't have us to see what he don't want us to see if he don't say, see it. He didn't want them to know the difference between good and evil, so don't bite it. And they bit it. And they begin to discern good and evil for the very first time because they couldn't wait for God to come back. He goes and comes. And trust me, he's not gone to leave. He's gone to watch. Ooh. He stepped back. That's why I say God is always in the back, you know, in the back, you know, of everything. In the back. Not always on the scene. He's in the back. And not moving backwards, but watching us. Seeing how we respond, even though he already know. So we have to wait. See, when we are connected to each other and we move prematurely, a lot of immaturity going to show forth because we didn't wait. A lot of honor going to turn to dishonor when we don't wait because healing has to take place. Healing is not bad. Healing has to take place mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Because I'm going to tell you what some of these leeches look like. Leeches don't always look like heads spinning around and foaming at the mouth. No, a leech could be right beside you in a congregation. A leech could be somebody speaking to you with a mic in their hand. A leech could be someone singing or dancing to you. A leech could be someone who present their dish unto you. A leech. He's trying to detach the leech. And not a person. No, it's the leech, the influencer. Not the one who's being influenced. No, they influence her. The enemy. He's a leech. Sometimes he calls us to act in ways that we're not aware. You know why? Because Christ said, I intercede for you on my father's throne. Because Satan is coming to swift you what? Quick as wheat. Quickly. That means that he comes so fast that we're not aware he's there. We're under his influence until we become free. That's why the word is saying we don't know how bound we are until what? We become free. God is healing us from having things around us and people around us, even us around others. Having a sob story for everything. Everybody hates me. No one likes me. No one wants to be around no one care but you. No one's there but you. And me, the time we may feed into that. Instead of saying, let us pray. No, people are there. Okay, you look at it different. Sometimes we say, no, I'm there. I care. See, a leech is coming to suck. Suck out our positivity. Suck out our praise and worship. Suck out our giving of thanks. Suck out our fruits of the spirit. Suck out our knowledge of God. There are leeches that just victimize themselves all the time. Everybody's against me. No one cares. Everybody hating on me. That's why nobody want me to be a part of nothing. I always find out less about stuff. No one understands me. No one really understands where I'm coming from. So that's why I roll solo dodo because no one gets me. Leech. There are leeches that are angry. 
and come to us with anger all the time, pissed off at everything, pissed off at everything, angry at everybody, and no one is doing nothing. We have nosy leeches. Let me see what's going on over here. Let me see how you operate outside of church. Let me see what are your dreams. What are your goals? It used to be, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite drink? What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite color? No, let me see what you make. How much you make. Let me see. Do you really act like that everywhere else? Let me see. What's going on over here? What are your dreams? What are your goals? What do you make a year? What is your salary? Let me see. What do you do on the side? Do you do anything on the side? Let me see. I have to find out. And many of us go through all types of ways to find out. Would God never say go and look and see? So you and I can do. Leech. They are leeches that are, you know, feel like they can't do anything without us. I can't do it without you. You're the only one who understands me. I don't have nobody else but you. You're going to leave me like that? God wouldn't tell you to leave me. Or you going to go around them folks. Oh, I was with you the whole time. I know you for how long? I'm your family. I'm your friend. I'm your girl. I'm your boy. Don't do me like that. Don't curry me like that. I'll never curry you like you try and curry me. There are leeches that are lazy and have an excuse for everything. Well, I tried. It's not working. Everybody not like you. Don't forget. You know, don't forget I helped you. Don't forget. Remember that time I did this? I did that for you. I don't get too big and high and mighty. You forget where you come from. Leech. There are leeches that nag, nag, nag. Every time we turn around, is this not this and this not that? Oh, you should do this, you should do that, this, 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 this. Don't think before they speak, leech. There are leeches that like to compete and compare. I have a job. Oh, I don't have to work. I just got a house. I've been in the house. It's like nothing people say could be good enough on their level. Leech. There are people who put people down. You can never be where I am. You are just sloppy. You don't want to do nothing for yourself. You don't want to do nothing. You want to just live off of everybody else. Leech. They are leeches who make excuse for everything. Just to get what they want out of people. I don't have any, any money. I, I pay mortgage. What house you have? I have mortgage. I have mortgage. I, I, I have to pay all these bills. And, and, and I, I, do, 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 do you have $300 again, please? I don't have it this time to give. I had to do this. Oh, do, you, do you have $50? Go from $350 to $50 just like that. Save up theirs to spend yours. Leech. There are leeches for every negative demon. And there are angels for every positive word from God's kingdom. God has a plan. Satan has a plan. God has faith. Satan has demonic faith. God has fear. Satan has demonic fear. God has comfort. Satan has demonic comfort. Let me give you some biblical examples. God says, cast all your cares upon me. That's demonic cares. Those cares come from Satan's satanic plan. To worry, to be afraid, to panic. Cast that down because I care for you. That's God's care with love. Being genuine, being honest, open, willing, able to perform. There is God's faith. He dealt to every man the measure of faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And there goes demonic faith, according to the book of James. Faith without works is what? Dead. There is no death in the kingdom of God. So that's demonic faith. Faith that have us to believe things that are not under deception, under his influence. Yeah, that is yours. 
and it's not. Yet it's what God said, and he didn't. And with Satan's faith, he knows how to dress it up, to look like a vision that's not true. To look like God's plan that is not true. To look like it's a right position to take and it's not to do. That's demonic faith. It has no works of the Lord with it in it because God never said it. There is God's comfort. I will send to you a comforter. And there's demonic comfort. That feeling that we get that comes with misery. And it says misery loves what? Company. It feel good. I can get with you and we talk bad about people all the time. I love to get with you and see how you look when I come to try to tear you down and you're listening to what I say. Coming with you with instructions. Coming with me with instructions. And we're following them because of who's saying it. And it's not even what God's saying because all along they're sent by Satan to try to cause you and I to be hesitant and walking in what God has to be right in front of us. Comfort. Demonically. Okay, I'll wait till God say Never ask God, did you say this? That's why Satan don't go and seek and search to use those who we don't know. Because what's good is that to follow somebody's voice or opinion who we don't even consider? No, I'm looking to see who going to open themselves up. He trying to get as close as he can to the home, to the heart. Because where the heart is, the home is. Where the home is, the heart is. Who can I use that they will listen to that will stop them walking in manifestation? Who can I use to have someone to be opinionated when they don't want to go and listen to God's facts? Who? That's why we got to be careful what we say to people. We speak a lot out of emotion. And it's robbing people from promotion. Because we're speaking out of emotion. You understand? For an example, take that job, but not yet. Okay, because I trust you. You my boy. I'm going to wait and never ask God. And God is saying, go right ahead and go get it. But because I feel in my heart, because I love you, I care for you, it don't look like to me that you ready for it. So I'm going to tell you to wait. But I didn't even wait on the Lord to see what he had to say to me to say to you. So, leech. God is dismantling all illegitimate authority that's in our lives. People that taking advantage of us, keep taking advantage. People keep showing no appreciation. People keep saying negative things for no apparent reason at all. God is taking that leech away that's trying to suck you and I dry. Suck you and I to look at the old, and we're not even at, at an old age. You understand the devil is trying to have us to become older and feel older than our time to exit us up out of here because he don't want us to prosper in front of his face because it reminds him how much he made a terrible mistake. So he wants us to feel like our lives are a mistake or we listened to God or we heard it wrong and we made a mistake or we think it wrong. Yeah, we thinking with mistakes. Oh, yeah, we're demonstrating mistakes and we can never get it right. Leech. There are leeches that are uptight, thinking that they know everything. There are leeches that act as if they don't do anything. They're not normal. They don't have a body naturally. It's just straight spirit. When we are human, and when we say we're human, it doesn't mean that it's an excuse to misbehave or forget who we are. No, it's just that our human nature is going to make mistakes. Even if I misspell your name, that's a what? Mistake. Every time I backspace, it's a what? Mistake. Anytime I erase and copy or paste, it's a what? Mistake. On top of something that I've done before, it's a mistake. Every time we repent, it's what? A mistake. And it's okay. That's how we grow. Learning from our what? Mistakes. And there are some who think they don't make no mistakes. So uptight can even smile. Tight as a brick. Leech. And God is removing all of that away from all of us. And it's nothing like wanting to get together and hang out. But it has to be the time for it. Because if I'm not healed with being slow to speak and quicker to hear, you're not going to want to come around me when you encounter that with me. And you're connected to be with me permanently while we're here and in the kingdom. But you don't want to connect because of what you seen prematurely because we were out here trying to find out things prematurely. Hallelujah. So we have to wait. We cannot say, okay, I'll find another way. No, it has to be his way and wait. People are going to tell us, it's okay, just wait. Don't rush, wait. Just wait and be okay with the wait. 
Then when it comes to people's family, sometimes we look and see what's going on over there. Do they get along? But when it's time for people to see out and we like, oh, hold on, wait, 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 <laughs> wait a second. I can see yours, but you can't see mine. And God is dealing with both ends regarding us all. You understand? Because I'm going to tell you like this. And my mother's and your mother, you know, generation, their mothers show a lot for those who have. Not every mother, but a lot of mothers and our grandmother's generation showed a lot of favoritism. And many of our grandmothers had a lot of children, more than four, more than five children. And many of the times, the child who comes around or the child who's, you know, seeming to be less rebellious is the one, the parent wants to embrace the most. And the other children felt different. And they began to act different. And they began to compete and compare. And those are our aunts and uncles for those who have encountered that. Uncles and aunts fighting back and forth over the mother's love that should have been, you understand, distributed amongst everybody the same. Even though each child is different, just because a child don't want to do what you say and keep doing you know, things that you did not say doesn't mean we love them any less. So our grandparents had to go to a go through, excuse me, a healing process of repentance for causing a lot of catastrophe in the bloodline that didn't never have to be. And it caused it competing with cousins. How many times you and I, or we know people that was on our way to a function, a cookout, or a gathering with other family involved, and our parents give us the, you know, the rundown. Don't say nothing. Don't go over there. Because I don't have time to be getting into nothing. You just say hello, and you keep it moving. Give us all these instructions as to what not to do because of what the father or the grandmother shouldn't have done in the first place. Picked and choose. Hallelujah. So God is dealing with all of that, too. Because there are some parents right now who were the ones who were favored. And there are siblings around them that can't stand them for it. But it's not their fault. They didn't ask for them to do that. So it's a lot of going on, a lot of bickering, a lot of drama in the bloodline. And that, a lot of times, many of us don't want to invite people over because we know what's going to happen when people, you know, come alongside and accompany it. But we that's not our battle. That's not our, you understand, our focus. Because we all going through a healing process. So continue to allow the healing to take place. And healing is nothing but consecration. Healing is nothing but acceleration. Healing doesn't mean demotion. Healing means promotion. Hallelujah. There are so many things that have taken place with our grandparents. That was passed down to our parents. And we as kids and our generation heard it back and forth in our own home. Parents going back and forth about their siblings, what they like, what they don't like. Oh, you think yours better? You think your child better? And then now, sometimes, many of us as cousins go back and forth. I love you. Hey, okay, let me see if you can top this. Let me see if you can top that. And God is dismantling all of that behavior. It's not helpful. It's not beneficial. And we have to allow God to finish what he started for us to go further in our journey with him to a higher dimension. Hallelujah. So allow God to do what he says he's going to do. Hallelujah. I had no idea the things that I was invited to be a part of and the things that God had me to join and people to join beside me in a matter of two weeks. And you know how that came about? Because I allowed God to take things away that does not benefit my walk with him. We cannot allow people or even ourselves as a person to cause someone to be troubled. To cause someone to feel unappreciated or dishonored. I don't know what it is about us as a people in the body. We forget that we all go through transition. We forget because we're not transi transitioning the same way. We're still transitioning due to the same God. So we cannot be a people or a person to forget, oh yeah, I was in that place and point at one part of my journey and this is what God done for me. So look at me. So you know what to look forward to. 
No, we just look at people and just forget about testifying what God has done and how he brought us through it and bringing us into. So we cannot be that type. And he's dismantling that behavior right now. That victimized mentality. Everybody else, and it's never us, mentality. Everybody else, family, and never ours, mentality. Look and see who's doing what outside of ministry. There's no such thing as outside when we are inside of God as our refuge. We are ministers of the gospel. We can't take off worship. We can't take off praise. We can't take off faith. We can't take off giving of thanks. It is what it is. It is who we are. So why are we even acting that way? Why are we even trying to look and find things that cannot ever happen that way? God not going to have us to collaborate if it's not time. Because you may have to go through a healing process of not having a temper anymore before you come alongside with me or if I come alongside with you. Because that temper can cause us to walk away and pull away when God called us to connect and see it through. You understand? So we have to learn how to be comfortable where we are in the wait. Because we're not being denied. We're just waiting for God to grant us favor to have access for manifestation. And we're going to keep waiting until we get it right. So God used me to say prophetically today, be okay with the wait. Let the wait be all that you need. Let it be okay with you. Let it be more than enough that you can ask or even think by just standing there, but not standing there and wait on the Lord and wait. Don't try to find out or figure out things outside of the wait. Just wait. You will know when it's time because God will say, go and do. We will know when it's time because God will say, say and connect. But if he don't say that, we cannot allow other ways for it to happen. That's going to frustrate grace. We can frustrate grace. God says, do not frustrate grace. So grace could be frustrated. Christ stood up and commanded the storm to what? Cease by saying what? Peace be still. So peace can move. And it's not peace running away from us. It's us exiting outside of peace. So command peace to be still, meaning I'm okay with the wait. I'm okay with whatever you say, God, because what you say is more than I can ask or even think. I'm okay. I trust you, God. I don't care if I don't know what's going on. I trust you, God. I don't care if it looked like this. I trust you, God. See, sometimes when we wait, we want to find out things because it seems like what we want to find out seems like it's not good enough to just wait. God says, wait, wait, wait. And while we're waiting with an open heart, there goes manifestation. But it's not going to manifest if we don't know how to wait. We can't collaborate until it's time. We cannot connect until it's time. We cannot hang out until it's time. We cannot talk on the phone until it's time. We cannot get married until it's time. We cannot have that house until it's time. We cannot have those children until it's time. Regarding any of us, regarding any person, place, or thing, it has to be the time. We cannot try to rush the time. That means that we are uncomfortable with God's plan. Because he knows what he's doing. We don't have to know in order to wait and be okay with the wait. We can't be snooping and snickering and looking to see what's going on on the left or the right. No, that's trouble on every side. Wait. And every time we get in the way, it's actually hindering the entire connection. Because God is having everything to fall in place so we can, you know, enjoy the connectivity as we accelerate. God don't want a catastrophe. He wants connectivity. So we have to wait. A lot of healing is taking place as things fall in place. Because God is not going to keep having us to go alongside with each other and we're encountering things that shouldn't be said or done. And we know better than that. Have to wait. There are people current around hurt and pain from their grandmothers, grandmothers. There are generational curses from grandparents upon grandparents or even just from us. And God's trying to get those things out before he has us to collaborate. Because who wants to connect with somebody who they just got out of a situation like that? So why connect with something else like that? Why want to be on the phone with somebody who I just been pulled away from who don't know how to talk to me? Why do you want to collaborate with people who think that they have everything and know everything? You see, 
Let me ask this question right here. Holy Spirit, tell me to ask. How much do you know about a person that you didn't know and I didn't know at first? And it didn't come from the mouth of God. Did God tell us those things about those people? Did God tell us about their personal affairs? Did God tell us the things that we don't know seem to be okay with that we found out? And why didn't God tell us? Because he wanted us to what? Wait. He wanted Adam and Eve to wait till we came back to dwell in fellowship with them every time. But this one time, they did not want to wait. And they had access to how they were never created to have. To discern good from evil. That's the same thing many of us are going through right now without being a God of Eden. We are biting on unforbidden fruit. Because we have to find out when God said, wait. And that's not the end of it. It's another side. It's another side. It's another side to it. So allow the healing to take place. So when God brings you, it runs smoothly. It's not going to run smoothly if immaturity is present. If we move in prematurely and that is present, it's not going to be smooth at all. It's going to be chaotic. We're going to smile, but behind closed doors, we're going to be talking about what we encountered that God never told us to because we moved and he never told us to. Just like Adam and Eve have done. So now you're seeing things about people and me seeing things about people and hearing and knowing things that God never intended us to see, hear, and know. Because we have to wait until the process, you know, of the healing take place. He's polishing us up. He don't want you to go around somebody unpolished. So allow the process to take place as we wait. I don't have long. God, just let me know. Look at the time. Hallelujah. So much happens when we wait. The more that we know we end this for God and not of ourselves and want to be seen and heard, we see how far we go very quickly because we are out of the way. God reminded us about the testimonies of those in the Bible we read about every day because he's still the same God of them, us, and we still have the same enemy today they had then. A lot of David and Goliath was going on right now. You know how much that had to have David to feel? And many of us are going through that right now. Feeling dishonored regarding our parents. For whatever reason, it could be nagging. It could be putting down, belittling, always say something negative to say. It don't matter what it is. Or always, you know, giving a sob story. Or always, you know, seem to be ungrateful. Or seem to be too needy. Whatever it is. And we could feel dishonored regarding it. And not be considered for them to change their ways, just like David was. I'm the only one out here, out of all my brothers. I couldn't go inside. All of us could have been inside the table. Well, I gotta be the one outside, attending to the sheep, but he's still honored. And here's proof of that. Because one of the sheep got captured by a lion and was in the mouth. And David slaughtered that lion and took his father's sheep back because that's how much he earned his father's instructions. Watch out for my sheep, David. Take care of my sheep. Attend to it. I got you, Dad. Even though you're not considering me, I still got you, Dad. Even though you don't believe in me, I got you, Dad. See, David conquered Goliath not by size, but because of his character. And God is showing the ones that's not considered are the ones who have the character. If you've been rejected a lot, if you've been considered a black sheep or an outcast to be cast out because of your character. God was building up your character while you were away. I know it hurt it. I know you felt, you know, alone and, you know, not, you know, to be invited or belonging or, you know, a part of. But I want you to appreciate what God is doing in and through you while you were going through that. Because God is not going to just leave us like that. He's with us while we're going through it. And prepared to wave an escape due to it. And then we were on top of a thing. But not on top of a person, on top of a thing. Because there are many of us who want to be on the other side but don't want to go through what it takes to get there. And there are some of us who want to use each other to get there, but not go through the process ourselves. And there are many of us who don't not even stand on our own two feet, 
We have to allow everybody around us to stand us up. And we don't understand ourselves when they're not around. And God dismantled him that as well. Always go to family and friends every time something seems to be a difficulty. And a lot of times we're not even honest about it. We're making up lies and causing a lot of catastrophe. And God dismantling that right now. You understand? And look, is David the one? It wasn't about how much money David had, how David lived, or any of that. Let me give you a quick testimony before I get off here. I have to go somewhere. God pulled me away from my old lifestyle. And he took me away from where I was living, how I was living, the home I was in, the state I was in. Go back home. To what? Nothing. Just a car and my kid. And that was it. And a job. So I'm in hotels. And I started out with, you know, what's the name of it? Super 8 or Motel 6, whatever it was. It was like, okay, that's cheap. But when I was in there, oh, no, I cannot dare have me and my child around something like this. No offense, <laughs> but listen to the story. All kinds of pimps were around and all kinds of burnt holes in the bed. Oh, no. Electrical problems. Oh, no. So I tried another hotel in Camp Springs. God had me in Camp Springs, Morningside, for two years. Two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty, and I'm like, okay, Camp Springs, Morningside, right across the street from the McDonald's. I'm at the Comfort Inn, one ninety nine to three hundred a night. Wow. Only for when I get off of work, get there around seven thirty. I have to get up at four every morning to be at work and my son, you know, by school by seven. Parking my car there, making sure as a sticker so I won't get towed from the hotel. And I'm going to tell you guys like this. That was not cheap. Wasn't even able to even sit there and enjoy anything that many of these there because I'm only there just to sleep. And my son too. And it start costing too much. Three something a night, that's too much. So, what I start doing, honestly, come on, Holy Spirit with this. <laughs> I start looking at the front desk when people check out early. Because some of their go, it'd be tourists, that'd be tourists, excuse me, not tourists. It'd be tourists <laughs> that's there. And they'd come from out of town and they're all turning their keys. And the person that's at the desk, and it's way before checkout. So, like some weekends, I'd be like, uh, let me get that key and let me see the room number. Let me go in that room to it's, you know, close to checkout. Now, that's not okay to do, but I thank God that I never got caught because it was too much. And I'm at work and I'm working hard, very, very, very hard in this new life that God is preparing me to walk in, but I'm not even aware because I'm not even aware I'm about to get a divorce. I just know I had to come home first. So I'm home, but I'm in Morningside. So I'm at work. I get a phone call. Hey, I need you to come and fill out some papers. Papers? For what? What kind of papers they need me to fill out? So I get there, guys. Here's a lease. Here's some keys. Stop playing with me. Stop playing. No. Stop playing. Don't say anything, but take these keys. Stop playing. Stop playing. And then the gentleman came back. I don't want to leave you guys like this. Good. See, I'm not even aware. Here comes a divorce soon. I'm not aware. So any wife would want to do what? Work it out, right? Okay. I know I'm supposed to go back home. I'm sorry that, you know, I had to just up and leave like that. I got to follow what my spirit is telling me. Go home. So what? I don't know. You left all this. I'm going home. So we in this place, then all of a sudden, make a long story short, okay, we got to depart. We can't, we can't, we got it. This is it. This is it. This is it. I had to report that change. 
And so I'm thinking I'm about to get, you know, put out because I'm not even supposed to even be there. They're do they're pulling strings for me. And you know, my my life, you know, my kid. Okay, so we're gonna put you in this program because we can't have you here and people are you know working here starting to figure out because that's how people do sometimes want to figure out how come you being blessed and they're not how come you got this and i don't people started questioning in the rental office instead of just being like okay well whatever let me just mind my business they didn't want to mind their business how come she's able to be here without paying rent what's going on so they didn't want to jeopardize their jobs or lose their you know anything so okay we have to put you in this program okay so we're going to put you in this program and, you know, you want, you can't stay here long. You have to put up, you know, you, you got income coming in. You got to pay towards, you know, utilities. That's fine. I don't care. It's more than, I mean, it's less than 300 a night. Okay. So you can't stay here long. Okay. So if, after that, they try to move me into this house. And thank God that, you know, me and a relative was looking around before, you know, the owner of the house got there. Because you were trying to sell me a house with mold downstairs in the basement. That's not happening. You want to get sued? You want to lose your license? You understand? So it was like God sparing you by not having me to move in there. And make a long story short, again, I had to sign another, you know, lease and a place that I am in now. And I'm like, okay, you know, you pay what you pay, but it's it's nothing but God. Nothing but God. And sometimes people could try to figure out. How come? What did you do? What are you in? To God be the glory. To God be the glory. I received a phone call at work. Come get some key. Come here, sign some papers, and there go some keys. Come on, stop playing. And let me go further into the testimony. I was a caretaker for Dr. Dee Dee Freeman and Dr. Michael Freeman's grandchildren. And we all know about Spirit of Faith, an awesome congregation. And they would just give bonuses for just no reason at all. Here's 2000 because it's Tuesday. Good morning. Here's 3000 before Christmas. So you can start early, but we're going to take out your taxes. Okay. Because you have to pay tithes. So we're going to take out another set of taxes for your tithes. For those who don't want to tithe, we're going to tithe. You working for us? Oh, you're going to be a tither. <laughs> and. See, I had double ties for them and where I serve <laughs> in ministry. And I'm walking around and I'm praying on my lunch break, not even knowing they got cameras that they can watch in their home what we're doing. And I'm praying on my lunch break in a baptism room. I'm praying to God for change. I'm praying to God for change. I'm praying for change. I'm praying for change. I was sweating blood in those rooms. I had no idea. People were watching. Dr. Dee and Dr. Michael was watching me on the cameras in their home. She's in there praying. Do she know we can hear her? She don't know. She's praying and she's praying and she's praying and she's praying. She's a great caretaker of our grandchildren. She's praying and she's praying and she's praying. She's going through a transition. You know, Dee Dee, I know, Michael, what we had to go through to get to where we are right now. She's going through it, but she's going to come out on top. Let's pray with her, Michael. Let's pray, Dee Dee. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's get our daughters involved. Let's get our sons involved. Let's get our grandchildren, grandchildren involved. And they were doing that. And when God says, your time's up, your time's up. And they understood. Because even they were working on a nine to five. And look where they are now. That goes for any of us. Even those who in the Olympics had a nine to five. And your nine to five may be your company. It may be your company. So see it through whatever God want to do for you. Because what he do for me may not be the same. But guess what? We serving the same God who's blessing us and able to perform it. Hallelujah. Seriously, let God finish where he start in every single one of us. Hallelujah. And here I am today. And God didn't have me to say everything I'm saying now at first. Because things had to fall in place. I had to get furniture. I had to get all kinds of things. It wasn't for me to say. Just me to keep watching God. Watching God. See, sometimes we're not aware. We're making silent cries. I need help, y'all. No, our help come from the Lord. We got you. Now, we can help if God lead us to help. But we want you to know that your help come from God. Because sometimes we're not aware that we make our neighbors our God. Okay, I need to come to you or to my need something and not come to him. You understand? Well, he's a jealous God.
So I had to be quiet about it. Then there goes furniture. Then there goes this. There goes that. You understand? I said, Father, your will be done. I turned in my car. I just, you know, this tow company. I took it there. And I took my tags, giving them my keys. Because God told me to. And I left some paperwork in the car. The lady wouldn't let me get it for no reason at all. No, it's ours now. You're not. I'm just giving it to you. I can take it back. No, you can't. You signed the paper. I know that, but still, I was making a point. <laughs> so she denied me to go get my paperwork. I rolled past there not too long ago. This year, the whole place been torn down. See what happened when you, you understand, disrespect for no reason. Everything that's evil, it got to crumble down. Christ said to Peter, right after he changed his name, upon this rock, I will build. I will build upon this rock, upon this rock. I will build my church. I will build my house. I will build my foundation. And if it's not solid, it got to come down. See, many of the times we don't want to wait on each other. We want to find out what's going on with one another. As if we don't serve the same God regarding each other. Let God finish what he started. Because if we move too soon, we're going to see what God never intended us to see or hear. God not going to have you to be a part of a family that may be chaotic. Healing got to take place, not just, you know, with people, with us. Because he said we're fully equipped. So you have to be equipped to know what's 